Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Well, how's it going, Tim? Hey, Chad, going pretty good. Football is here. Football is here. It is here. We're we're back at it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I just I, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, to be able to talk some Razorback sports this year. It's going to be a little bit different that we've done in the past. Of course, uh, in the past, you know, we've came to you and we've uh, we've talked to you about. Uh, the offense one week, the defense one week, and then we had game week where we, we broke down the team that we're playing. And I uh, came down with COVID, moved to Fayetteville, all kinds of craziness been going on. And so I'll take the blunt of the uh, blame on this. It's just going to be uh, this podcast. Hey, we're going to start the season off, and we're going to take off with it and just do the best we can as, as we move forward. So... Yeah, at least at least one thing with us kind of being a little different start to the season. At least that means Chad, you're up in the Ozarks, uh, mm-hmm. so we'll be able to do 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 more things than we haven't done in the last couple of years, as far as um, you know, live broadcast together, <laughs> be in the same room, um, doing some things. Um, even if it's just little clips, we could play live from games uh, that we attend. Things just going to be exciting. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of good things on the horizon. Um, oh, but that part of it's not good. I'm, I'm glad you're recovering. Um, yeah, and, and it, yeah, it was a mess, we, man. We, it knocked me for a loop. I mean, it's 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 you know probably the craziest thing that you know I've ever dealt with. And uh, you know, I just you know hats off to everybody else that's had to uh, deal with it. And and uh, uh, one of those you know it's just one of those things that uh you know you 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 just have to uh you just got to deal with it you know you just kind of uh have to uh you know figure it out <laughs> and uh it's 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 not easy but it's something that uh that that I'm moving forward with and, you know thanks god I'm vaccinated I couldn't imagine if I wasn't yeah, I couldn't imagine what uh, 
kind of craziness uh, I would be dealing with right now. But, you know, to have something that'll put you down, even for, you know, the two days the way it does, and you're thinking, man, I just got to get over this, you know, and then I'll be okay. And then, <laughs> you know, and then next thing you know, you're looking at nine, ten days, and you're, <laughs> you're just... You know, it's not that you're totally out, but it's just you're not right, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not a cold, as uh, some people, stupid people used to claim, um, or even the flu, for that matter, so. Um, but yeah. here we yeah. are. Speaking of, go ahead, Chad. Oh, definitely not, definitely not. So, and then, you know. I was going to make. Go ahead. I was about to say, I was going to make a terrible transition from that when you were like, uh, just, you know, trying to figure things out. And I was like, speaking of figuring things out, got some uh, key guys we got to replace this year. And Cincinnati does too. Well, that I mean, a that's, not a horrible, that's not a horrible transition. <laughs> we do got to figure things out. And I think that, you know, looking at, you know, Cincinnati and, and uh, you know, them is, is, is one way to do it. I mean, I just. I do want to point out that, like, why the hell do we have John Gruden speaking at the uh, quarterback or at the Little Rock uh, touchdown club? I mean, it's just, you know, wasn't it? I mean, he was pretty racist. I mean, he had lost his job, you know, and it was text messages written down. I mean, it was pretty darn bad stuff. And uh, I don't know, what kind of message does that send, you know, inviting him up just right after that happens? You know, and I don't know. I haven't heard any other media source talking about it, and it's something to think about. And the Rock Touchdown Club, for the most part, I mean, they get some good guest interest. I know they started this their season off with Sam Pittman, and mm -hmm. they just fall towards Gruden. Why do you want to hear from Gruden? Haven't you heard enough? Like, who wants to hear from Gruden anyways? Yeah. His race, I mean, just, just not even just, I mean, it wasn't just one thing. And also, he was terrible. The Raiders were better once they got rid of him. They're going to be solid this year. Mm -hmm. It feels like he's a the old hat. Like, why would you pay him probably pretty good money that he was desperate to, you know, get because nobody's, not a lot of places are, uh, you know, wanting him to speak. Why? I just don't understand why somebody would want to listen. Just, like, why would you? I like David Bass. I know he runs and stuff, right? But, like, why would he be the guy? Maybe they got it for the cheap, or what? I mean, especially like the second week. Like, goodness. it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, I like Basil. Basil's done a lot of great things. He's brought us some good rivalries, you know, some good rivalry trophies, some things that uh, other people wouldn't bring. He said something the other day that I thought was great, where he was uh, uh, talking about um, how uh, we need to institute some of the. Uh, uh, captain things that they instituted Ohio State and this came from a touchdown club guest that was there and talking about you know uh, Ohio uh, or the Ohio or whatever the hell the hell they say that up there the Buckeyes uh, and how they bring in all their all their uh, captains and then they have them meet the new captains every year. And it's an ongoing thing. He said, you know, we should do that. We haven't done nothing for our captains like that. I said, that's great. You know, and it's things like that, that, that when you're hitting the nail on the head, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. But, 
you know, you got to be careful who you bring into these because I mean, look, recruits are looking at this, you know. Uh, and I just don't want to paint the university in a bad light. I mean, we're already got to play Petrino, and you had that whole mess and everything that went down, and, and now you got, you know, I don't know. I guess we're the only ones talking about it, so it really doesn't matter too much, but still. Well, I mean, in Arkansas, the university doesn't have anything to – it's just a separate – oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just looked at this guy. Jesus, what a goofy – Goofy guy, this is all right. Uh, wow, I, it don't make any just didn't make any sense. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, and you know, you bring in Houston Nutt every year to talk and things like that. You yeah. bring in a lot of great uh people, you know, to talk, and it just I should I just felt like that was a bad selection. And I've never came on here and said, Hey, why'd they select this guy or that guy to talk, you know? Uh, <laughs> but 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 that's just. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, just I, I I don't care for it. I don't care for that selection. And if you know me, oh, you know I was one. I was a huge Gruden fan, like, huge. Like the guy took one of my teams to the Super Bowl. You know, I, I listened to most of his shows, watched a lot of his shows. You know, we had the Ryan Mallet show when he when he brought him on his show and everything and, and hyped us up and you know, he's done some great things, but you can't you just can't overlook you know you can't overlook something that's that blatant. You know, as blatant as he was. I just I just don't feel like you can overlook that. Have to agree with you. Anyway, we can move forward from that. I just wanted to bring it <laughs> up. You got to bring up something just totally controversial on the first podcast, right? So, oh, yeah. We've hit on COVID and Gruden, so. <laughs> maybe it's a mind, maybe it's a COVID mind fog. That's what's causing it. <laughs> would, they, would we normally have this conversation? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, definitely would be in an episode. Or would it be at the you know hour and thirty minute, hour and forty five mark, or first few minutes? Doesn't matter. We told you things are changing. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to jump right in. You know, you got to jump right in and start offending everybody right away. I think. Boy, yeah. Well, if they're they're not offended by uh, us not caring for Gruden is racism and and sexism. And probably don't need to be listening to the podcast anyway. Because oh. <laughs> the first time somebody tuned in, hello, new listeners. Yeah, <laughs> they just tell us not to listen. Yeah, we might have. <laughs> you you take it and do what you will. We'll let Razorback Rich be the deciding factor. Oh boy, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that'll bring everybody in. I'm not oh, sure yeah. what clientele that brings in, but you know, it's a big well, year for us. It, this is, you know, I think as far as like the state of the podcast goes, and you got to start, you know, thinking about that. I think as far as that goes, um, it's 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 a uh, you know it's a huge deal, and uh, it's it's just getting uh, bigger and bigger. So. Yeah, it is. That's why we're back. All these podcasts um, fall by the 
on by the wayside. Mm-hmm. In the last few years, everybody thinks it's easy to do one. And they last a couple weeks, maybe even one football season. They don't make it. We've lasted through Morris era, pandemic. Now we're, we're getting to enjoy the fruits of our labors. The established podcast, we're just getting better at it. This is going to be the best year by far. Y'all remember listeners from last year, we had Billy sitting in the corner. He got canned. I can bring it up. But no producer again, which is fine. It's a fan podcast. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Cincinnati for a minute. All right, we're fixing to play Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I don't respect them at all. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I know they played in the college football playoff not too long ago, and they made it there, I guess, before we did. You know, and just got. You know, beat down by Alabama. Was it, well, I don't know. Was it a beat down? What was it, 26 to something? 26 to 7 or something? Like yeah. I've heard people right. say, like, oh, they held them low, you know. It's like, yeah. Um, well, Bama does that. Sometimes Bama lets people think, like, these teams that aren't that hot held them low, and then they just demolish the next team. I, I We've talked about that before in the past, and. I can't say that I know that's a thing, but it's it always is. That's why that's why Saban comes out and does this thing about the rat poison and all this, and the media says, "Oh wow, they're really good," because they are really good. And Saban tries to has to come up with creative ways to get them fired up. Yeah, it was twenty seven to six. If you don't ever feel like, or maybe after like, it's one thing to be in the game in the first quarter, but if there was no time in that game. Or we were all talking about it, watching, just like, wow, Cincinnati's got a chance. It's like, no. I mean, yeah, I, I like them having a chance to be in the playoff, but beating, uh, beating Bama was a different story. And, you know, I know this is old news. It was well talked about last year. But uh, how, would, how would the 2021 Arkansas team fare against, uh, you know, Temple and UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, East Carolina, Houston. Mm-hmm. Your conference. I mean, so. Yeah, I don't think you're losing those games. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think you're losing them. So, yeah, that's just going back to you saying, don't really respect them. It's fine. Like, yeah, I, I mean, hope they don't work like this weekend. That's, that's terrible, you know, to say, I don't respect the Bearcats and this, that, and other, but. Hell, I remember it's not too long ago when Cincinnati was scrapping for anything they could get a hold of, you know. Just bringing in yeah. all kinds of wild-ass random coaches trying to turn things around. Hell, didn't they bring up... Uh, uh, See, I know... brother they... up there, I thought, for a little while to try to... I, like, I don't know, know about... Oh, oh, as an OC? That I don't know. I know their past couple coaches have been definitely names. Tuberville was awful there. I don't mm-hmm. know if he was more off Tech or there. He's a craphead anyways. Um, but I don't know if that's the one where he left a left – uh, he had a recruit – or took a recruit out for dinner and he left him just like right in the middle of it. But anyway, they, they had Tuberville, Brian Kelly, Bush Jones, 
now Fickle, who's 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 really good. He's the, probably, he could get some their uh, jobs out there, and I don't think it's just because Cincinnati is going to the Big Twelve. But I don't. I think he's just waiting around one day for that Ohio State job, his alma mater. But Luke Fickle's been really good. He's turned it up to another level. This is. I mean, it's a really good. Like, don't you know? How many teams? Let me go back to this. I'm gonna say this. How many teams do you know you get to play that are named after the city? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't get that every day. Memphis. No, Miami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some out there. I get it, <laughs> but <laughs> not, not me. But for the uh, today, I guess maybe because they're not a name, that feels weird. But in our like lives before the last few years, like just never thought about Bearcat football. Did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, was there? A, I can't name. Like I've named off those couple coaches, but that's been the last like decade, you know, a decade and a half. I have no idea for that. Well, I just remember them always trying to turn it around. I just remember them. Yeah. Always trying to get that program to the next level. And always trying to bring in a coach that, you know, was supposed to be the next big thing. And it seemed like it never worked out. Like, it just, it, they got close, but they just never were able to, you know, turn that program around. And I guess Fickle's been able to do it. You know, he's been able to come in and, and uh, turn the program around. And good for him, you know. Yeah, I mean it's on a. Uh, I mean, fifty-four and twenty-two. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I. I, I would have taken being fifty-four and twenty-two our last. No, no. At forty-eight and fifteen in six years, you want to take forty-eight and fifteen the last six years at Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, I'd take forty-eight and fifteen. But. uh you know, here's a guy that's trying to play these tricks of um, not naming the quarterback. Just name the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're replacing Desmond Ritter, who's playing for the Fal- who's playing for the Falcons right now in the NFL. He's got fifth-year guy that's been here, or he actually played. Actually played was at Cincinnati the first three years. Backed up Ritter, transferred to Eastern Michigan. Had a solid three thousand yards. All right. Only 14 touchdowns, um, and now he's back. And then they've also got a sophomore dual threat quarterback, Prather. But I, I mean, obviously, like, dude, just name your name your guy that's got all the experience mm-hmm. as your quarterback. Who wants all these games? But whatever. I mean, here's the thing, too. What did what did Cincinnati do well the last couple of years? Let's put them in the spotlight position, and that's throwing the ball. Throwing it all over the damn field. Uh, Their rushing attack's not that great. They have to come out and throw the ball heavy. Or at least that's always been their team before. I'd be very surprised if we see anything different. And so, you know, can SEC cornerbacks and linebackers take that away? Can our defensive backfield take away the pass? Make them run the ball. We should be able to, you know, and even if you got a quarterback like there, it's a dual threat, like you were saying, that can also run it around, you know, maybe you throw him in towards the end of the game, you see if he can, you know, get some yardage on the ga- that on the on the ground. But we can absolutely not let them come out and open the ball up down the field. We can't let them throw a bunch of these short, dinky passes and move the ball down the field 
through the air. If we do that, we're going to get in trouble. If you watch this game in the first couple of drives Cincinnati come out on, they're slinging it all over the place. You mark my words, it's going to be a close game in the end. But if we come out and shut that pass game down, I don't see it being a close game. Yeah, and they're also they're also replacing their and they they're just replacing so much from a from a good team last year, but mm-hmm. replacing uh, Ford, their leading rusher last year, you know, thirteen hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, averaged about a hundred a game. Oh, he ran had to run two hundred fifteen attempts. Um, I think I mean I think they're replacing their top receiver too, Pierce. You know they're trying to fill in these gaps with transfers. Um, in that first year, but uh, you know I, I see you know I was watching the pregame show for uh, Pittsburgh and West Virginia. You're talking about how it's going. I mean they were, they were really bragging on this game. If you want to see a smash mouth game, this is going to be it. Uh, just physical. So Cincinnati on the defensive side is known for physicality, but I, I mean. What's this year's? This year's team is not last year's team for Cincinnati, and I know we've got guys to replace, but not as not as many. We've you know kind of looking over our two deep, which we'll get to later. Just loaded, just the whole starting lineups. Oh yeah, I mean, Here's guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at you know you look at their team, and you know one of the big things that we like to do is like go through and look and see how many seniors. Do we got how many sophomores? Do we got how many freshmen? Do we got right? And then we on then we also like to look at size differentials. Uh, as a coach, I feel like that's one of the biggest things you can do to uh, determine you know what kind of strategy and and things you're going to have moving into the game. And we've had a lot of good luck looking at these uh, di- dynamics or these these areas and then determining what's going to happen in the game that's coming up. So, and you start looking, you know, and you got a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors, a couple seniors, right? But you don't have, you know, I think, like you said, quarterback position, you know, you're looking at a senior, right? Uh, running back, you got two seniors, a freshman and a sophomore, you know. Uh, they got four running backs, but, you know, Two of them are, are really fresh. Uh, and then one of them is a, you know, then, then you got two seniors. Uh, you know, and you, you start looking at uh, their, uh, you know, their line. And you look at line play. You know, and you're looking at your left tackle. You got a senior, left guard. You got a senior. And then you then you go to your centers, a junior, uh, senior right guard, and uh, you know sophomore right tackle. So they got a pretty experienced line, but it's the it's the where you see the experience start to drop off is when you start looking at your wide receivers, right? And which is the like you said, it's the or like we said before, it's 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 what makes their team. That's what their team is anchored off of. You know, you got juniors and seniors. Uh, tied ends. You got a couple seniors that tied in. You know, I don't know if it's Lenard uh, Taylor is going to be uh, playing or whatnot, but uh, you know he's there, right? And and uh, you know he, he might maybe he'll see some time. I don't know, but you know you you start looking at that and you say, well, what are they going to do? Well, they're probably going to try to run the ball. They're probably going to try to you know throw some. Uh, 
short passes, those tight ends, and then open up those wide receivers down the field. Now, who knows? Maybe they come out and maybe they, they change their entire game plan that they've had for the past three years. But I doubt it because that's what's been working for them, right? They have figured out a way to tap the uh, the 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 skill players, right, and, and get in and get in these skill players. I think that's that's where you've seen them shine. That's that's what we're going to see again this year. Um, when we start looking at their sizes, their line is definitely undersized, right? Three oh eight, three oh eight, three oh five, three ten. Uh, you know, six four, six three. Uh, got one six or two six five guys, right? So. Their offensive line, while they have some seniors there, while they have the age there, they don't have the size. They definitely don't have the size that they're going to see against a line like ours. Yeah, that's that's concerning on for them, not for us. Mm-hmm. And also going back, like you're talking about, like you're rattling off, it's like, well, maybe I was wrong. They do have, they do kind of have a lot of experience like us too. Ours is, and I know I don't know Cincinnati as well, but we have star. We still have stars coming back, like mm-hmm. KJ Rocket, Dominic Johnson. Um, the line yeah. is all all experience. Uh, bumper pull and Catalan on defense. But let me just rattle off real quick, uh, not to bore anybody. But this is one, two, three, nine. They had nine draft NFL draft picks last year. Sauce Gardner, fourth overall pick, cornerback. Brian Cook, uh, SAF. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I love football. And I had, what the hell position is that NFL? Anyways, Brian Cook um, went to the Chiefs. Desmond Ritter, quarterback. Kobe Bryant, cornerback. They lost both their cornerbacks to the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, wide receiver in the second round. They had a second round wide receiver. Uh, Sanders, an edge, edge rusher, uh, in the third round, Jerome Ford, the running back, went in the fifth round. Defensive tackle, sixth round, Brooks, and then Darian Beavers, the linebacker. So these, I mean, I've, now last year, Chad, you know, they were, they were, they would definitely bring some bring some uh, heat to us, especially if we would played them in the in the, the first game last year. Yeah, our first half against Rice wins. I mean, it'd have been a scarier game last year for sure with, with with them loaded down. You know, the running back is a nice big bruiser that you know got some yardage. Or now you're looking at you know three two hundred pound guys that are five eleven, right? It's just they're probably fast. They're probably shifty. You know, they're probably quick. You know, everybody likes to talk about how quick their running backs are when they're slow. Uh, so. You know, you, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't. I don't see him having a big run game. This, of course, we get to be the first game of the year, right? So, like, they could just come out and yeah, do whatever nobody. the hell they want. We don't know. Well, nobody does. I mean, nobody does. <laughs> I mean, everybody's. Well, besides any team that's lost week zero or about to lose here in a little bit. You know, everybody's undefeated right now, and Cincinnati's feeling still pretty good. They they they're aware they got to replace stuff, but they're still got a program that's set, you know, set up. So they're feeling confident. Uh, we have no idea what their strategy is going to be. This is always a weird like the preview because we really have no idea. We're used to now. I know there's I know there's seasons like years back where we opened the season with Auburn, USC, uh, 
some years back, but usually we're opening up, especially the last few years, Rice, Portland State, teams like that, where we're just like, okay, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it's not even, doesn't even matter, like, rattling off the starting lineup, because you know what should happen. Exactly. Well, I mean, when you start looking at their defense, that's when you're, like, I think that's when there's some room to be kind of like, oh, wow, this is a better, this is a better crew, all right? You get almost entirely made up of seniors. Uh, Their defense is bringing back a lot of guys. Um, You know, they got the defensive end, Taylor. They got Briggs at at, uh, tackle and, and uh, Van at the uh, defensive end, you know. Uh, Thomas and Pace, at, uh, outside linebacker. Uh, Hubbard, all of them seniors except for uh, Thomas, and he's a sophomore. He's, a, he's the only one that's not, you know, a senior in this situation. You know, you got your nickel out there. He's a junior, so you, you, you start to see a little bit of a drop-off whenever you go into the uh, – you know, when you go into the backfield. But other than that, you know, their uh, safeties are seniors, uh, cornerbacks, seniors. So, you know, I don't know. They got, they got a good amount of experience coming back on defense. And that's where you got to, you know, you got to be able to take advantage of that. And, but what did the defense do last year, right? It was one of the worst rushing uh, defenses in the – in the nation, uh, I don't remember exactly what the numbers are. You probably got them right there in front of you, Tim. But they, they were one of the worst rushing defenses in the nation, and we were one of the best rushing defenses in the nation outside of the uh, the uh, you know the the academy, the the you know service academies and things like that who are running wishbone, right? Yep. What were we second, third in the SEC? I mean. Are they going to rush offense? Rushing offense. Yeah. Uh, I need to find the exact, but uh, they're pretty high with that. I mean, when we got a quarterback that had 600 yards rushing on top of kind of spreading it around to mm-hmm. those, you know, a couple of running backs, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's going to be hard for them to stop. That's, that's going to be really hard. Now, I know we, we've got some – it doesn't mean I'm not saying the wide receiver group's not gonna be good, but we've got some you know, we lose Burks after three years of him being the main guy and we're replacing him. Uh, but we do have a experienced quarterback, AJ, that knows how to win you know, he spread the ball. You look at last year's statistics just spread the ball around outside of Burks. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of guys prove themselves, but I feel like I just feel like it's gonna be a big game, especially with this line. You said, like you were saying, they're undersized on uh, both sides of the ball on the line. And, uh, you know, we've got Wagner, Limmer, Stromberg, Latham, Luke Jones. These guys like Stromberg and Wagner, they got thrown out there the freshman year. Just been battling an SEC play. Wagner, 6'9, 331. Stromberg, three, or 6'4, 313. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's just prepared first game fresh of the season to mow some guys over. Yeah, so they, you're looking at here at their de, their Russian defense, like I was saying, 149 yards per game they were giving up, and they were what uh, 58th in the FBS. Like that's 
and so you're gonna take on the eleventh, uh, or I'm sorry, the ninth, uh, or I'm sorry, the seventh. I'm sorry, Arkansas, the seventh rushing offense in the nation with uh, 227 yards per per game average. Now you think about that, like that's what we're putting up per average. Now we're going against somebody that's almost giving up our average per game. Now we should be able to just demolish them on the ground, especially with everybody coming back, having, like you said, having the off season, the lift and get stronger and just be faster and better. You know, KJ is going to be better. You know his pass game is going to improve. You know he's going to come back with a hell of a passing game. Kendall Bryles over his shoulder all summer long. Yeah, and it's just been obvious to everything with AJ, the confidence and just knowing he's the guy. Like last year, you had no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got some tutelage under Felipe Franks. Um, he had one game uh, starting as LSU. Uh, yeah. National champions, yeah, LSU that year. He had to, he had to go up against him. You know, fared fared okay. Didn't just look completely. You know, um, that was just amazing uh, LSU team that year. But um, you know, last year last year we really didn't know. You know, halfway through halfway through the first half, the uh, dumbass portion of Razorback fans were saying, you know, we need to put in Hornsby over. Uh, KJ and KJ came out in the second half because he was not good that first half. He came out in the second half and was just on fire. You know, the rest of the year, what, 27 touchdowns and only three interceptions. He takes care of the ball. Um, just There's just no way he's not going to be uh, really good this year. And on that rushing attack, I think Pittman, I don't know when he said it, but he said something about he wants KJ to rush more this year. Mm-hmm. Dangerous game, but yeah, he's capable of it. Dangerous game with your quarterback but he's he's man of what oh, i know it's been a way to see that he might have some big runs like last year just runs of like 60 yards more 50 just all over the place big runs all the time mm-hmm. he can throw it around too so when we talk about when we talk about cincinnati you know we talked about their offense we talked about their defense so what, what, let's let's look at the special teams, you know, and say, hey, is there anything special in their special teams? Is there anything like we need to be worried about special team wise? Because right now we've pretty much figured, you know, we've pretty much said if we can stop the pass, we can come out and just run the ball down their throats, you know, we can we can handle them. Is there anything on special teams, or, or is going to be a surprise? Well, the uh, let's see, what we got here. Punter Mason Fletcher, six seven Australian punter, all Australian punter. Don't that's just kind of their profile player profiles they kind of highlight, you know. And don't don't brag about a kicker. Mm-hmm. Why well, I saw this I saw this last night doing doing some doing some research, but it didn't seem like they were just. Uh, apologize, I'm trying not to find out. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing. I don't see anything really. It's I mean, he's like, six, seven, two hundred thirteen pounds. It's a big, big kicker. Impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, there's no like, just like, wow, this this kicker's up for the Lou Groza Award, um, mm-hmm. National Kicker of the Year, or whatnot. And it's not like their um, kickoff return or punt returners like just been blowing it up, running it back every time they touch the ball either. You know, they are seniors, so you are getting some 
you know, uh, experience back there, but like, when's the last time you heard about Ryan Montgomery or Trey Tucker? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Montgomery. Like you're saying, he's he was the punt returner for. He's been the punt returner for the last three years. Not not one touchdown. You know, nine point six average. He's he's got. You know, he's probably not Ted Long's of thirty and 25, 21. So he had just like broke off a big one. Um, I don't. It doesn't look like he's the kick returner though. Um, but just not really explosive for a guy that's. For what they were last year, you know, you would think so a lot of times those national championships, not national championships, but they did not win the championship. But those really good teams, uh, mm-hmm. you see, like some guy just busting at least one time on oh, special yeah. team. Not well, seeing. they'll be like, oh, you always got to watch such and such when you kick the ball off. You know, maybe it's not even a good idea to just kick it off to him. Maybe you should just. <laughs> <laughs> squib it down the field, you know, and you, you know, those teams that come out and especially the smaller teams that come out and make a good run for it. You see that a lot, right? Um, and you're not, you know, you're just not seeing that threat. No, no, no. Near the, uh, I can't. Uh, that's not to say it might not be there, but it's not there now. If it, if it occurs, it'll look, That'd be a very Arkansas thing to happen. Is all of a sudden it turns out the yeah, <laughs> returner just turns out to be some sort of a wild beast this year and been juicing oh. all summer and just running it back every time he touches it. And I'm sorry, yeah, they Trey Tucker last year had a 99 yard touchdown kick return. Ooh. So against Bama, they've got the. Didn't say. I doubt it. No, if they only scored six points. I mean, I guess six. They could have, he could have returned it. That would be funny if that's what happened. It's like we we know we watched the game. It's very definitely watched it, but it's been a long time since New Year's Eve. Oh goodness. But uh, the kicking just just last year. I know it could be different. Um, Cole Smith five out of ten last year. Bates two out of five. Lowry two out of four. Who they got listed as their uh, Ryan Coe, okay. Um, Ryan Coe didn't kick for him last year. So, really, we have no idea. The kick guy. No, the field goals. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's, right. you know, that's what it comes down to. Love. You know, we watch, we watch out against that offense. Don't let them throw the ball all over us. You know, run the ball as much as we can and just take advantage of what they give us. I think that's, you know, I mean, that's how you win any game, honestly. But that that's an excellent game plan for for this team, for what we know about them, you know, without having film or anything like that that we can go back and dissect. That's that's an excellent game plan for this this team. It's a fun, fun team to like. Better than just starting off with Portland State. That I mean, you're looking forward to because it it's the kickoff to the year. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's good to really, really kind of set the tone on the season. Our non-conference schedule, um, you know, is solid. You don't have a don't have a top five school because a lot of those are in the SEC anyways. You're going to play them, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Cincinnati. Missouri State's interesting because Petrino, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Liberty, 
you freeze. Um, and then BYU, you go to if BYU. I hear somebody talk about how Liberty might beat us one more time. I swear to God, man. I'm I said that. I've heard several people say that. Several people. They, uh, That's one of the bad things about being back in Arkansas is you hear some things from fans and you're just like, are you serious? Does your brain work? Well, one, we wouldn't have lost. We would have beat their, their ass last year. Two, they lost Malik Willis, the NFL quarterback, who was all they had last year. Um, three, Hugh Freeze, dickwad. Are these people, are their human rights uh, beliefs in question? You know, are they fans of liberty? and that They're probably just fans of, of uh, you know, free. their coach, Freeze. That would be my guess. That's weird. It is weird. Weird to be a fan of Freeze. I don't know. And, I just an Arkansas he's... fan of Freeze too. I mean, like, no, he's not an Arkansas fan. Fan. So we we'll, go to the. <laughs> look, let's let's look at our offense, man. Let's we better get off of Freeze. We're gonna have plenty of time. We'll get there later. Anyways, the oh, in the away game to BYU. That's a solid. You know, Low hanging fruit. Offense. <laughs> uh, All right, so. Oh, look, let's let's take a look over at our offense real quick. And, you know, we know every one of these kids, right? You know, you, you look at your wide receivers. You're looking at, you know, Warren Thompson and Jaden Wilson and uh, Jaden Haswood, Bryce Stevens-Jones. I mean, uh, Cole Harper. Like, we got a really solid lineup of wide receivers. I think they said that. We got what ten wide receivers on our on our is that right? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight wide receivers on our depth chart right now, and that's that's pretty darn good. You don't you know, you don't usually see more than like six or seven, honestly, with that with most SEC teams. So that's gonna tell you right there that and it's not like, oh, well, we're keeping these guys because we don't know who's going to be good or who who you know we just want to keep all of them and and just throw them out there and see what happens and to see who's the best like they're all good wide receivers and that's the thing is we have a really good stable of wide receivers um and you know i don't know i, I feel like we have you know you got sanders you got green you know um uh, you got you got a stable of running backs too and then, hell, we got tied ends, man. We got Trey Knox, you know, uh, at tied end. And Hudson Henry, you know, we got we got a good amount of, uh, oh, wait, no, I was right. 11, sorry, 11 wide receivers because we got Matt Landers, uh, Jackson, and Mabake, um, too. And, you know, it's like, who do we not, you know, who do we not know about? Who, who at wide receiver is, uh, you know, the weakest link, you know, and you got a few guys on there that we're not, you know, we don't know that much about, but we don't have a lot of guys on the team that we're guessing about. Most of them we know are going to be able to contribute and we're going to be able to just rotate them in and out of the game, keep everybody nice and fresh and just have a really good stable of wide receivers along with a stable of running backs, and along with a tight end that's really good. You know, that's probably our weakest depth right there is that tight end. That's where we have the least amount of depth. 
And, you know, this is something we've been talking about for the past few years is, okay, well, now we got the players to win some games, but we don't have depth. And if somebody gets hurt and we can't, you know, move forward, we don't have that depth. And now we're starting to see we have the depth. You know, not only do we have the players, we got the depth to back those players up at this point. And this is when you start seeing programs that are, you know, mediocre programs and they're clawing their way back out from the bottom like we are. Let's just be honest who we are, where we're at, right? This is where you start seeing them separate from the pack. This is where you start seeing the just beat the living dog car out of these little teams because they just can't keep up with the depth and the amount of bench that you have. And production from the bench. That's going to be really, really interesting all the way around. I'd receive a crew, like you're saying, I have to agree. Like, and it's not even, uh, maybe they're, they haven't, they haven't had a chance because they just transferred for the first year. Like, these guys are proven they've played in big time college football. I mean, mm-hmm. Go fourth Warren Thompson. He he did show he had some really good moments last year. He's going to take on a bigger role this year. You know, behind him, really highly touted receivers and Wilson and McAdoo are going to we're going to be able to get in the game on that depth chart. Like you're seeing, we heard about them. They're seeing they're they're uh, they're on there, so they're going to get time too behind these scene with these experienced guys like Thompson. Learn from them. Um, Hazelwood, of course, was the number one receiver coming out of high school, played at Oklahoma, I transferred over from there. We know he's talented, and he's 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 looked good in practice, seen some video of him. So he's going to be a big, big target for KJ. Bryce Stevens heard all kinds of great things about him last year, redshirted him, so he's got a year. And you know he's going to get some more playing time and see what he's, what he's got this year. And Isaiah uh, Satigna from, from Fayetteville is really, really good. Uh, talented all the way around and even Matt Landers. So he's coming last year, played at Toledo, but, but his first couple years in college, he, he played at the university of Georgia, which is not a bad football program. Um, Jackson, um, he, he, he had some good, one of the, one of the leading returners from last year coming, that's coming back. Um, so, you know, that receiving crew is just, just a wide variety, but look at those, those starters Landers, six, five, is a wood, six, three, six, three on Thompson, like just height too. We're not just throwing. No offense against. This is no offense against any five eleven, six foot, you know, speedy receiver. But you're throwing out these guys that are just big bodied in mm-hmm. college. Yeah, you know that can come to the liquor store and get something. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, and and old you, been the, yeah, and then you go and think like, okay, well, do we got a line that's going to protect our quarterback? Can our line keep our quarterback out of trouble long enough to be able to throw the ball and get it to these receivers? You know. And you're looking at, you know, you're looking at Luke Jones, Latham, Strongbird, Lemur, Wagner. I mean, you're just looking at a plethora of uh, experienced um, offensive linemen. You're all juniors and seniors. Everybody's, you know, 327, 313, 331, you know, 6'9", 6'5". You know, the shortest guy on the team is 6'4", uh, Strongbird, 313. But, uh... Well, I guess Latham is three oh seven, which is surprising. I didn't know he was I didn't know he was I thought he was a little bigger than that, but you know, you always got Saint John right there backing him up at three twenty seven too, so Oh yeah. You know, some big bodies and guys that like 
kind of saying earlier that was thrown out there because they had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Pittman's first year. Uh, Stromberg's has started since since uh, Morris was a coach. Mm-hmm. Just put him out there and like you know he was not three thirteen then smaller guy but it held his own just tough just gritty guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just man that's great to have it. You know our Razorbacks we've had pretty I mean even you know especially in this last 20 years, we've had a great run of centers and Stromberg just continues that. Um, so I think I just don't see how they're not going to be able to open up holes for the run game and then protect KJ, like just take care of them, you know, keep them healthy all year, uh, give him plenty of time to find these receivers doing it, man. Every time, every time we do this preseason, or anytime. I mean, we did it before games too. Just get excited, and it's it's legitimate. It's not some, you know. We got rid of Bealum on Morris. Um, you know, maybe just new coach confidence then and stuff. Like, oh, maybe it'll be good. This is this is legit. Like, this is a program that like nine games last year, um, and should have like very easy. To, 11 wins was right there for us with a couple of those couple of those losses, at least a 10-win season. But I feel like this team's going to be better. We're, I mean, we're ranked 20 to begin the season. Um, this offense and that experience is, is a big reason why. You know, and that offensive line keeping KJ uh, healthy, mm-hmm. that's my man. Yeah, and, you know, here's the thing. you got to keep KJ healthy. You know, I think that just can't be understated. I mean, what a monster he is. You know, 6'3", 242 pounds, just can run the ball, throw the ball, just can do it all. And, you know, the entire offense is built around him, and you got to keep him. you got to keep him healthy. you got to keep him safe. Uh, you know, you got Malik Hornsby who's backing him up, 6'2", 186 pounds, and, and it's just... Like, you don't want to see KJ go down. Like, Malik, next year might be his year. He might come out and just make some special things happen, right? Uh, You know, but KJ has the opportunity to, I mean, he has the opportunity to win a Heisman Trophy if everything goes right. If all the cards go in the right way and everything falls, all the dominoes fall the way they're supposed to fall, he has the opportunity to have the, most special year we've seen in a very, very long time. So, you know, you just got to keep him healthy. You got to keep him on the field, and uh, everything revolves around him. If, if we lose him, it's going to be a tough year. And it's, you know, that's just how yeah. We don't want to work. We don't want to worry about replacing him until um, next year. Get get I do. I do want to whip some opponents and able to get Malik in there. Um, you know, last year he got out there and, like, obviously he's got some talent, you know, but just was not ready, you know, when he had to come in for uh, KJ in that A&M game. And we mm-hmm. just, um, you know, he was doing everything he could, especially with those legs, doing everything he could to keep us in there, but he was just, he wasn't ready for, uh, to extend our lead against A&M. Luckily, we, we were um, still held on for sure to win that game because the defense and um, was just fantastic. Um but but you know there's been obviously good reports about him being better. Of course he was. I think he was in the transfer portal for a week or two or something. I mean there mm-hmm. was talks about him moving to receiver. This is not a down. It's just uh, not this year. Next year next year 
I hope he gets experience this year, and I think he's going to be solid for us next year. But KJ's like you're saying, Heisman, like this ain't just blowing some. I mean, he's he's got every right to be in the. Um, um, look, he's not going to put up five thousand yards, you know, or somebody mm-hmm. like, somebody like in the, like Stroud for Ohio State and Big Ten facing, you know, Indiana, Illinois, and teams like that. Uh, Rutgers. Good Lord, Nebraska, goodness. You know, he's facing teams like that. Somebody's going to put gaudy numbers. Like KJ, only throw for 1,000 yards. Be really good, you know. Rush for another 800. But, um, he's going to be the reason this team really well. One of the reasons. Yeah, one of the reasons, right? But did you know, I mean, I don't know. We're going to see. We got we got linemen that can open up holes for him. Get him, get him down the field. We got wide receivers he can throw to. And I'm telling you, his passing game is going to be so much better than it was last year. I know everybody like wants to lean on his running game and this, that, and other. We might see a situation where he don't have to run the ball that much, where he's throwing it more than he's running it. You know, we might have, some, yeah. we might have a Cam Newton situation on our hands. Like, like, <laughs> he can run it. He can open it up if he wants to or needs to, but he don't have to. Yeah, like the, just like, desperate to try something like designed for KJ you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, he's gonna be able to like you know what I'm gonna take off here mm-hmm. 30 yards because I can oh they're covering what? they're playing what they're going forward this coverage on yeah <laughs> playing this coverage on us uh you want to give me I've got the legs to run here we go and what and I said I'm going to tell you this right now. We're playing a 3-3-4 defense against Cincinnati, and I should probably already mention this when we talked about Cincinnati's defense before. I'm all over the place right now. But anyway, we're playing a 3-3-4 defense, and they're going to have the opportunity to just tear them up. That's just a horrible defense play against any SEC team. We learned that the hard way the last couple years by trying that crap ourselves. And while we still use it, from time to time, we got away from it pretty darn quick. We went to the four-man front pretty quick with, you know, uh, I know, I know. We got that, you know, super-duper defensive coordinator from Missouri, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it does. Hey, it's less like, what it, was it last year or the, or the first year of Odom? Is it Whatever. I'm I'm happy to see that four down lineman listed on the depth chart this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember we had that. What was it? Yeah, first year of Odom, like he came out with that three uh, man front, and he, you know, give him credit though, he didn't like, stick with it when it just was getting demolished. He made the changes and and did what he had to do to get you know, a nickel in there and slide them down to the to the line and get somebody on the line, even though we were un, undersized at times. Yeah. Uh, I did. I do think that we could have had a better uh, red zone defense, you know, maybe even a five-man front. I don't think we ever went to that or saw that. We really didn't see a big, you know, that big package at defense, which is, you know, disappointing. You get down within, you know, 10-yard line, and I want to see a big package down there to, to try to stop these, you know, power run games, especially in the SEC. But everybody's getting away from the power run. Well, hell, everybody's going to the pistol, and it's weird, man. Football's I mean, yeah, that's the reason, weird. like, you see on the, uh, 
on our depth chart. We got four down linemen, but only two list linebackers, and then you got five of defensive backs. So um, I know, though, you know, Jaden Johnson. Jaden Johnson was going to be a linebacker. He's got, he looks great out there. He's listed as a, one of the safeties. Mm-hmm. Use that um, nickelback slusher this year. Um, but I do like the four down linemen. Just kind of going back before we get on, we get full on defense. Um, really exciting. I was trying to see, like, Rocket and AJ as freshmen last year. Just what they were doing. Um, and then Dominique Johnson, of course. Only 97 carries, but 600 yards, six six yards on average, seven touchdowns, led the team mm-hmm. um, in Russian touchdowns. So, my God, what a three-headed monster Yeah, that, that we're going to get um, from these guys. You know, Traylon Smith transfers out. He's at uh, UTSA now. Um, he saw the writing on the wall, what A.J. Green would bring uh, being a – not being a freshman, and obviously Rocket is listed. I mean, Dominic Johnson even list on the depth chart because that's a, you got a three-headed monster. You know what I mean? Easy. The only thing I got to say about that transfer leaving at the time he left is that that's bullshit. And it's not his fault as a player. It's the NCAA's fault for letting the damn transfer protocol open up and tank players after practice starts the beginning of the year. That should not happen. When practice starts till the end of the year, you shouldn't be able to leave on the transport protocol. You should be locked in. As soon as you have your first two-a-days, you should be locked in with that team until the end of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, Traylon, I think he announced he's going to in January. Oh, was it? Or, uh, it ended the transfer report in January. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking of the junior college kid, the defensive kid, and then somebody else that there was two two guys that jumped in the portal right just like a couple weeks ago. Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I try to ignore those guys. I don't think there was anybody big, though. We did have, there was a couple guys, what? Junior, I know Fouché. No Fouché left, left uh, mm-hmm. too. But you know, of course, in the numbers game, we also got a couple like Landers at receiver, uh, uh, Landon Jackson, got him from LSU, six seven two seventy four defensive end. So, and they asked and Saint, we got a lot starting linebacker from Alabama. That's cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they said he's like he he's contributed a lot. The Alabama guy, they were saying that he brought a, brought over a lot of the schemes and things like that. And he was like, uh, you know, just bringing some of the you know intellectual property over to Arkansas, which is good. And just talking about this is how you know you know this is how we did it there this is how we would you know attack this or that there and you know i'll take it i'll take it i can get that from any other program and and to have a you know player come in that has that ability to be able to you know uh think about football in that high level like that and be able to transfer that knowledge 
to the other players. I mean, that shows you right there that you're going to get a really good player. I do kind of miss one of our transfers, Vito Calvaruso, our kickoff guy. Like one of our – we don't always have a kickoff guy that puts it in the end zone, and Vito always did that. Great uh, name. He's at Wisconsin. I don't know what the heck, you know. I guess maybe maybe he's actually going to get the kick. He's not overtaking Cam Little for the kick spot, but just kind of looking at the transfers. Yeah, um, this is Joe Fouché, uh, good and Greg Brooks, both going to LSU. What the – this yeah. – pissing me off everybody else is going to like san antonio obu uca these grambling state a couple guys mm -hmm. and this guy these two defensive bags <laughs> lord they got it coming good riddance good riddance well when we look at our our defensive lineup i mean we got that's where you got another you know uh plethora of good players of course we don't have as much experience on the defensive side of the ball as we do on the offensive side of the ball uh, a lot of juniors uh, a few seniors you know and and you know we don't have just a ton i would say it's like a i would say it's it's it's, it's down the middle right uh, the experience level lies that like down the middle it's not a, a very experienced team and it's not an inexperienced team. It's they're, they're guys that's been there long enough. They know what's going on. They know where where everything is at, but they haven't been there long enough to where they're going to be playing maybe at a higher level that you know a more senior person might be playing it. I mean, we're going to see Bumper Pool come out and probably have the best year he's had. Uh, yeah. He's going to blow up this year. Uh, that's that's my prediction for for bumper. I think he's gonna just have an amazing year. I think Zach Williams is gonna have an amazing year this year. Uh, you're gonna see Bishop Catalan have a good year. Uh, Hudson Clark have a good year. We and, you know Miles Slusher. Uh, he'll have a good year. Joshua Stewart. I mean, we got a lot of good players there, and they're backed up by some youth. Um, you know, so do we have the depth that we have on offense, on defense? No, we don't have that same amount of depth on defense as we do on offense. But we do have depth, you know, with Malik Chavis and Trey Hampton and Landon Jackson, you know, Jordan Dominique. We do have good uh, backups there. They're just not maybe as experienced so you're not going to see them you're not going to be able to rotate them out right you're not going to be able to rotate defensive guys out as much as you'll see offensive guys rotating out and you might have a situation where you know if you if we keep them on the field too long they get tired and worn out and you know that you want to keep her you want to keep her offense on the field as much as possible yeah for sure yeah, I think that's a big thing. I think with our running game, we can because that first that starting lineup, starting lineup for uh, Arkansas defense is experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some guys. Um, so well, we replaced our losing our, our leading tackler from last year, Bumper Pool, 125 tackles last year. Was healthy, played 13 games. Mm -hmm. It's a great year, and he can he can he can get 140, 150 tackles this year. Just be. <laughs> Just even, I mean, he's he's looking like you're saying. I think he's just gonna be great, just solid all the way through. 
Um, but after that, we lose the next five out of six on the tacklers. You know, Grant Morgan, he, you know, he stayed six years, just gave everything he got. Hayden Henry, too, from walk-on. Like, just just great, solid linebackers. Mm-hmm. And then Fouché, of course, transferred. And then uh, Montero Brown, who left, the guy with five interceptions. But these next guys, um, you know, and Catalan only played six games. Like, he's a potential All-American guy, and our defense changed. Especially, I think that's kind of the um, reason a lot, you know, some of these games we kind of let, let go. If Catalan would have been there, maybe they don't make that big play mm-hmm. back there. But uh, Deshaun Stewart looks, you know, he played in, all, in 13 games last year. Gregory, um, he played in 13 games last year. Um, ex- a lot of experience. Nichols, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he, uh, let's see, uh, Nichols played 13 games. Zach Williams played in all the games, three and a half sacks last year. Um, and also, like you're saying, back in Landon Jackson, transfer from LSU, big old guy. Um, Mary Hampton, Campbell, and Jordan Dominic uh, had six sacks, I think, for Jordan Tech or something like that. You know, so he's had a lot of experience in the ACC playing teams like, uh, you know, Clemson. And Bumper Pool, obviously, just so much experience coming back. Um, Sanders from Alabama. Now, that's where maybe that's why we do that 4 2 5. You know, we don't have a lot of, we just have not been able to catch up on linebacker depth. We just have not mm-hmm. in, long, in a long time. We've had some, I mean, last year, that was a good back crew. crew. Uh, Bumper Pool's been, we've been talking about him since he was a true freshman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we really have. And, and you got. Go ahead. I was just gonna say you 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 got you don't have a lot of size either, you know, at uh, at our you know uh, cornerbacks and safeties, you know, where you're looking at you know five ten two oh eight, you know, safeties five ten. Biggest biggest guys you got out on you know even cornerbacks six foot, you know, biggest guy you got is six two. That's that's Hudson Clark, yeah. Yeah, and that's scary because, um, you know, that height was a big advantage for us last year, you know, where we were able to take advantage of some of these shorter, you know, wide receivers and things that we were we were going up against. Uh, those were pretty smooth, pretty aggressive, nasty, angry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I hate that. I know. I remember during, and I'm doing it turn people off but during the when Morse was first hired I was like you know we were talking about moving on from Bill and I was like all right I'm not gonna bring up Brett anymore and then now it's like moved on it's like I'm not gonna say it anymore but it was so like scarring that I, I and more and even an appreciation of what Pitt's done because it's like mm-hmm. you know, let's let's uh, go win the SEC this year see what happens so so you you know there's a lot of fans out there asking Right now, they're, it's on the tip of their tongue. They're thinking this right now. Are we doing the hog call fantasy football league? And the answer to that is hell yeah, we are. If you follow us on social media, you would have had a chance to sign up for it. And, uh, and if you didn't, you didn't. That's your tough luck. We got a full team this year. It, uh, we, we did our draft uh, last night. And... Uh, you know, we've we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of folks talk 
lot of trash in, in the during the draft and while we were while we were drafting. I think you had Hogster Domus that said he's gonna you know, win it all this year and he's uh I guess he's angry that uh maybe he got unfairly uh scrutinized uh, on the podcast last year and he's coming for <laughs> he's coming for blood. He's coming to try to, you know, uh, taking advantage of everybody. You got Razorback Rich out there with what a wild ass name he's got, like Big Wiener Bandits or something like that. Just like you know, it's gonna, it's always something inappropriate with that guy, right? <laughs> oh man, he's saying he's gonna. I, I can't hear a word you're saying. You're like on mute. I don't know what's going on. There you go. Well, I wasn't on mute. I was uh, flipping through. I was getting the fantasy thing ready. What that happened? was weird. That's so, weird. You you had something to say about Rich, though. So what were you saying? I was saying, like, when he comes on here, guys, listen to him. I don't care how crazy he sounds. This guy knows football. You can't win college football fantasy league against guys that watch a lot. Of, like, everybody in the league watches you know, a lot of college football, and then, you know, just get lucky with it. Now, the you know, guy he, makes he some says good that. points. He makes he some good points. It just the aggressiveness that he makes those points with, and sometimes I just don't feel like he gives the coaching staff a, a fair shake, you know? Yeah. Um he definitely demands perfection. He's a good hog fan. I think he's a he's a he's a really good representation of an Arkansas fan. I mean, yeah, you know, it reminds me of, uh, and you know, I'm sure he's gonna get I'm sure he's gonna get pissed off. But I'm sure we're gonna hear this on the next podcast. He'll be calling in next week, but. He reminds oh me of that. That was it Tammy from from Auburn. That that was the super fan on the. Uh, oh, fine bomb, bomb, bomb yeah. Show. He does, yeah. <laughs> he does. It's kind of like. like he Tammy. is a super fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope he calls in. I was really hoping just to get surprised. Like, how did he know? You know, how did he know we were doing this? Usually, can kind of guess. Oh, yeah. Well, he had some inside information last year. He called in at some, like, different times, like, while we were in the <laughs> middle of the podcast. You think so, Billy gave him, like, the, like, while Billy was messing around back there in the corner, like, while he was recording us, like, he was just sending Rich all the details. Rich said he's from Protho Junction, I think, and <laughs> I know I know a lot of guys down there in that, you know, South Little Rock, East End of Little Rock area. He probably he probably ran into somebody who's like, oh yeah, here's anyway. And also going back to uh, Hogster Domus, I know he's listening because he's a good hog hog call fan, but uh, look. Man, if, if I finished in last or whatever, whatever happened last year that's got you scarred, motivated, like, look, man, 
I'm down at the bottom. I'm already down to nine. I have no idea. I'm down 32 to 4.8 already. A basket of carrots. Shout out to you, basket of carrots. Whipping my butt already, you know, two hours into the college football fantasy season. <laughs> so, D-Rock, I am taking, don't worry. I will make fun of myself if, uh, oh, goodness, he's, Oxford Thomas is already down 40 to 9. Hey, buddy. Can't escape it. <laughs> Should have done a little bit more research. You shouldn't base you shouldn't base college fantasy on Thursday nights. Well, you know you never know what's going to happen. Number one team in the league. You got me excited about fantasy because we drafted last night. We've had our big we had our biggest turnout of uh, the Hall Call College Football Fantasy League. We're obviously the only Razorback podcast, maybe the only college football podcast. That talks that has a college football fantasy league. Um, and I'm, I'm glad people are participating. Like, really, like, as soon as I, we jumped on there in the draft room last night, it was like, hey, let's call the hogs, you know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. get it rolling. I was like, wow, guys, you aren't here before me. I'm bad for running late as commissioner who's got a lot of responsibility for this league, and, but it's really exciting. There's just momentum. Um, I guess, I, I mean, people, you know, people saw it on. On the uh, the uh, social media and signed up, you know, and I'm glad they did. Glad it, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Just so glad there's excitement for this fantasy league. And um, we'll see if Big Wiener Bandits, aka Razorback Rich, can defend his crown. I've already came out strong today, and. Um... I don't. I don't anticipate losing after a a showing like this. And now, you know, of course, I'll flip on this Fresno game here in a minute and watch my quarterback run the run the score up even more. But you know, it's probably going to be pretty embarrassing for the Kenawa kickers or whatever. So, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, man, I was excited. Uh, so. I saw the late game and it was uh, Fresno. They're already up seven. Yeah, Hank Hainer, man, he was man, he was awesome last year. He was like, I remember him being. I don't know if he's a fifth or sixth year senior, but I thought he was a senior last year. That's really cool, man. That's a great pickup by you. Yeah, that minute. Yeah, you got Mohammed Abraham. He's coming off the energy uh, injury. Um, great pick by pickup by you. Just already sets the tone. Yeah, that's just one guy that's got you up twenty eight to nothing. And I think a lot of people, they don't, you know, they, they don't, when you look at it, they don't look at like, you know, like, oh, I want to get this fantasy quarterback or this fantasy running back. But you got to realize whenever somebody's in Conference USA and they're, you know, going to be going against weak teams every year, they, they, they have more of an upside a lot of times than somebody that's a superstar in SEC just because all the teams are going up against all year, you know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's something I did this year. I think last, in the first couple of years, I just did Power 5 conferences in the fantasy because we didn't have, you know, 16, 14 teams, whatever we got this year, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I wanted a uh, more vast array of uh, players and also guys, Football fans like me that on Thursday night, whenever they're playing, 
you know what I mean, or Friday night, you know, there's interest, uh, fantasy interest in these games, like some different um, kind of games to watch. And some of these plays are really good. And there's you see in the NFL, like, yeah, there's a bunch of Alabama players, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of these random schools, and I'm excited. <laughs> Sorry, I know I've talked enough about fantasy, but – it's real exciting because we've just seen, I think that's just kind of a projection on the trajectory of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's a great time. It's a great time. So if you, if you hadn't got to play yet, you should uh, take the opportunity to sign up for it next year and uh, play. Whoever wins always gets, uh, some sort of a uh, apparel item oh, uh, from the Hall yeah. Call podcast, and, yeah, and this uh, year we took Rich. Oh, I'm sorry, Chad, to interrupt you, but no, go ahead. I was so excited to tell everybody. You know, we took Rich out for fishing a couple weekends ago. You know, so that was a, that's another reward. Took took him out in the boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chad. I interrupt you. I was just excited. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned right. that. You know, and then and I think you know you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, you might go on a trout trip with. We might take you up to one of our hot spots. You know, might take you up to a. Uh, we might take you to a little uh, crappie spot or something to surprise you out, out on the uh, uh, Beaver Beaver Lake somewhere. You know, we got a lot of we got a lot of spots where we do a lot of fishing, and uh, there's an opportunity for for everybody. Yeah, especially with this, like, the increased amount of um, teams. Yeah, there's definitely, it seems like the uh, the uh, prize is going to kind of kick up a notch. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but if there's a lot of interest, and guys, if I have to split, if I have to split the league, there's so many college football teams and things, so if I have to split the league off into four divisions and have 24 Teams total, we can do that. So uh, please give us, if, if you weren't able to get in this year, give us feedback and we'll increase it. So, you know, there's something that we started doing a while back that we we uh, that we, uh, we enjoy doing. And I guess it's that time of the podcast where we need to do that. And uh, it's going to be to uh, make some picks. I think the first thing we need to do is we need to run through the Arkansas Razorback schedule. Uh, we need to do a quick, uh, quick pick of what we think the full year is going to be like. Uh, we hit it nail on the head last year, almost perfect. I think there were like two games you could flip around that uh, that we didn't have. Uh, and a matter of fact, one of us might have picked one, and one of us might have picked the other. So I think uh, one way or the other, we we wound up getting it. Um, but our predictions are usually pretty uh pretty good so it's 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 time to do that so and then uh do we want to do uh do we want to do any game predictions this year again do we want to do that where we did the i mean as long as you you know after i think uh it's up to you we maybe tied through the uh couple years picking so i don't i don't see i mean as long as you had fun i'm having fun, fun with it yeah i, I will mean, i will I like winning and things. Well, yeah. It is your turn this year. I beat you last year. <laughs> good, but that's good. It's a whole year. Um, I think I beat you pretty good one year, too. So. 
Oh, I'm, the year before, I think we smoked pretty good. <laughs> I went back and forth, so that's what I'm saying. I'm probably in the four years we've played, we've probably better. You may actually have the lead. I won last year, so I'm like, <laughs> maybe I won one of those three years, but I don't know. It's just fun to do. It's but, just yeah. Fun to do. yeah. All right, so I'll run through my Arkansas picks here. I think uh, Arkansas-Cincinnati is a win. I think uh, Arkansas beats Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to say 24 to 14 on that one. Um, Although we're going to play uh, South Carolina, I think Arkansas beats South Carolina. Uh, I think uh, we'll be, you know, pretty hyped up after beating uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I think we're probably, uh, I'd say Arkansas. 21, South Carolina 7. Uh, Missouri State, it's going to be a big win for us. Uh, it's probably going to be like a 32 to 3 game. Uh, Texas A&M, can we beat Texas A&M? This is a game that scares me. This is a game where you have a lot of, a lot of really good players. Of course, they're young, right? Uh, so you got a lot of really good young players. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Texas A&M, we, you know, take our first loss at Texas A&M of the year. I think, uh, it's going to be probably a 14 to seven game, a low scoring game. And, uh, you know, they just, they mess around and beat us. I feel like they got a really good team this year. It's going to be really hard to, to beat them. I do think Alabama has dropped off this year. Uh, for whatever that looks like, they come into Fayetteville. I think you you know you you uh, you've had a great year. You've won every game except for the Texas A and M game, and this is the year you beat you know Alabama. Um, I'm gonna say that that's gonna be uh, 28 to uh, 27 Arkansas squeak out the win uh, at at Arkansas against Bama. Uh, then, you know, I think, uh, Mississippi state, we just handled them. Uh, that's, that's going to be an easier game for us. I'd say 28, uh, seven, uh, BYU. I think that's one of them games where you just really take advantage. Probably 34 to 34, 10, Let's say 34, 10 against BYU. I mean, they do got a pretty decent team, but you know, I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to, to beat us. Uh, I think we go in Auburn. I think we handle business there. I don't think Harson's got it where he needs to be. I think uh, you're looking at a uh, Arkansas, you know, 14, Auburn, 7. Um, and then uh, Liberty. It's another one of them games. I think you, you win it handily. I'll, I'll say that's probably going to be another, you know, 34 uh, point game, uh, maybe we, uh, maybe uh, Liberty puts up maybe three points on us, so we'll give them three. Um, LSU, I think we hold the boot. I think we keep it this year. I don't think uh, they're going to be a team that, that uh, I, I don't know, we'll see. In the year, might be a totally different story, but I think we beat LSU this year uh, also. So we'll do 28-7. Uh, well, you know, 28-14. We're going to do 28-14. We're at LSU. It's down in Death Valley. It's going to be a tougher game. So 28-14. Um, 
then we play Mississippi, you know, Ole Miss, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, I don't know. I think he, I think he could drop one her there, you know. Um, so I'm gonna say we're gonna drop the the Ole Miss game this year. Um, I think that'll probably be like a, you know, 28-14 game, uh, where where you just you know, I don't know. But that's and it's two weird games that I think we're gonna drop at A and M and in Mississippi. It's just a gut feeling that I have that those are the two. And then I think after that you go and you just destroy Missouri, uh, 42 to 10. Uh, because, you know, you're just pissed off about the whole uh, Mississippi thing. Is there a chance we win every game and we go all the way this year? We beat Texas A&M and we beat Mississippi. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we do have an opportunity to go uh, and win a uh, national championship this year. I think, uh, you know, you win out, you win every game. Obviously, uh, obviously you can do that. If you, you know, with the two losses, do we have a chance to play in the – uh, national championship game, you know, may, maybe, maybe you're in the playoffs, right? You might, you, you might be with a two loss team. Uh, but my prediction is going to be, it's going to be two losses. Yeah. All right. You got me fired up, man. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy with seeing us with two loss, like, you know, a 10 and two season. All right, I'm going to go through uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I just think um, I think we come out and win 31-21. Um, we beat South Carolina. Um, I just uh, – Beamer. <laughs> Shane Beamer, who's over there in his second year, I think, he's, I think he's doing good things for what South Carolina football is. I think we win that one. Um, you know, 11 a.m. game, but I think we just run all over them. I think we're going to win 45-17. Um, I know it's kind of a blowout prediction for the SEC, but uh, that's how I feel. Um, Missouri State, I probably should say that 45-17 prediction for this one. Um, but uh, I think I think I'm, I'm going to Arkansas. You know, Petrino comes back, night game, Razorback Sam's going to be raucous. You know, tearing up emotions between, man, those were some fun, <laughs> awesome years. And also, <laughs> wow, you know, what happened in the years after that from, from the aftermath of his, uh, some decisions, decisions he made. So, but I'll go Arkansas 52. Um, I say he scores, you know, I've got to give him 23 here in this game. Um, Arkansas, man, um, Think I'm going to do the same thing. Um, I think I think I don't know if I don't want it because you know this podcast here in a couple of weeks we lose to A and M. You know we're three and one. We're like man, what the heck? But I just think after last year, you know what I mean? I, I think A and M's going to have a solid club, a lot of expectations. I think they might. It's going to be a hard fought game. Um, but I think we do drop it to A and M here. That's okay. Okay, on neutral side because the next week, Chad, I'm with you, man. This is it. This is we beat Bama in Fayetteville. What a crazy game this is going to be. Um, then I can't, I can't go away from. Can't go away from. I can't, I can't predict the pirate to beat us. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bama. I'm sorry, twenty-eight, twenty-four. 
that in that win. Um, and I don't. I mean, it's just gonna be tough. But it just seems like we were talking about earlier. It's gonna be a tough game. But you know, we played played our butts off last year in Tuscaloosa for a team that was a national championship runners off. Runners up. Excuse me. Should not drink for those not non video watchers. I should not drink uh, drink a beer while talking. Mid sentence. Mississippi State. I think. I think we win to. Um, uh, I'm gonna go twenty-seven to uh, twenty-four. We're just trying to trying to find what we can that week after beating Alabama at home, having to go to Starkville. You know, keep our championship hopes alive with that, but also just what an emotional week that was to beat Bama. But I think we squeak one out there. BYU. I think the kind of the same thing. You know, I think. Um, Noah Ryden, we've played, what, one, two, three, seven. This will be the eighth straight week we've played without a bye week. I think the altitude maybe plays a little bit, but we do we do beat BYU. Um, they're still a solid program, but they're not going to be one of their, uh, at least for now, things could change by week seven or week, week eight or whatever. Um, but right now, at least we don't know on paper that they're just going to, they just got to, uh, NFL quarterback uh, with them. So I'm going to go um, 31 to 28 here. Um, Auburn, yeah, definitely beating Auburn um, last year. That was all. That's one of those games. Um, it's not like the Ole Miss game where we're like, well, just make the two point, we win. Auburn, we got smacked around, but I mean, absolutely no reason for it. Wasn't a good Auburn team. Um, Parsons, the coach. Um, we lost that one at home, which could have we could have had a ten win season just to beat a team we were better than. So we definitely go. <laughs> I'm going to go. Oh, um, weird third score, thirty to twenty two at Auburn. Um, Liberty, you know, we smacked Liberty around. You freeze and those weirdos. Um, I'm going to go. 69 to 0 there. Um, LSU, I think we win at home. Um, Brian Kelly's first year, maybe a little bit higher, higher, little bit higher score than last year. We'll go 27 to uh, 14 over LSU. Ole Miss, gotta say we win at home after last year's one point lost. I say we, I say we win this one. We're gonna win this one 52 to 51. Turn around the score on them. Actually, you know what? 52 to 48. Let's not make it that much of a heart attack. Nice. And Mizzou, of course, we win. Um, That's going to be a weird one. 19 to 9. Just trying to get to the SEC championship against Georgia. That'd be sweet if Kentucky came on this year. Tennessee, somebody different. 1 and 11. Or 11 and 1. 1 loss. I could see us losing another one. I mean, hell, last year. Oh, yeah. Auburn, Ole Miss. I never mean, know. I, we, I agree with that. I agree with it. I agree with it. I, 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 I had a hard time saying we're going to miss the Ole Miss, too. I just, I don't know. I just felt like the law of averages might catch up with us many times if we beat them. And, you know, and they got that, but it, they got that drunken, you know, frat boy kicker that they got out of the party. That's true. 
So it's true. Yeah. When you're doing crazy stuff like that, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, there are place to corral. I got dart, old Jackson dart. Um, perfect Oxford named quarterback. So we'll see. I mean, I'm thinking that one for you know after last year's loss and then coming to Fayetteville, I figure we win. But I mean, I could see us drop. I don't. You know, we're not going to lose to Liberty, Mississippi State. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just it could be a weird. It could just. I don't know. I'm glad DYS used. Yeah, sorry. I think it's important that everybody knows all these picks are subject to change. Yeah. As the weeks go on, right? Like this is our initial thoughts. This is our initial guesses of what what we think everything's going to look like. I think eleven and one, a ten and two, a hell of a hell of a hell of a couple hell of a predictions, and you know some folks out there in the media said, "Oh, you know the fans have." You know, expectations are too high. I read a story the other day that was talking about that and so on and so forth. And you know what? Just go to hell. All right? We are the fans, and this is our damn expectations. And if you think they're too high, I, I don't know. what. Maybe you should be a better fan. Maybe you should be a better homer. You know, it was a homer that wrote the story. I know I know a good person, like a friend of mine, but at the same damn time. How are you going to say something like that? Expectations are too high. You're getting back great running backs. You're getting back a plethora of wide receivers. You're getting a hell of an offensive line. You're getting quarterback that could win a Heisman Trophy this year. And you're running around talking about expectations are too high. All right, maybe next year, whenever we're rebuilding, then we can talk about expectations being too high. But this is the year, man. This is the year we've rebuilt. We got depth. We've got everything where we've been wanting it for a very long time. We got a coach that's been pushing us forward. He's been doing better every single year. It's the next logical step. A ten and two, eleven and one season is the next logical step in Coach Pittman's progression. Honestly, I don't think it's too high of expectations. I think it's. I think it might be too low of expectations. I think we we might we should have been talking about a national championship the whole time going undefeated. Yeah, the thing about losing to A and M, it's like really, you know, when we're three and O, Chad, neither one of us are gonna predict we're gonna lose to A and M. But you feel you feel like we gotta put some losses on there to try to be somewhat subjective. I don't know. But this is going back what you're saying, this is not the year to temper the expectations because I the player interviews we've heard, um, this is the next step for the program third year like mm-hmm. you're gonna tell them oh guys it's okay if you just go you know eight and four. Oh, you know i mean where do we go from nine and three mm-hmm. and then two or better like there's i mean obviously like yeah like in this area we haven't won a lot but this is sorry chad we're both no, excited. you're right. If we do win a ten, a, a, a ten and two, if we do have eleven and one season, right? If we do have one of those seasons, like you said, and next year, like you're gonna be like, why are y'all so hyped up? How come y'all think we're gonna win something next year? Well, did you see who we took off the portal? Did you see the transfers we got? Did you see the, you know, people we brought in? Like the 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 amount of recruiting that this 
11 and one season got us that you know having that one loss and going to the going to the championship game you know winning it all winning that natty last year of course we're predicting us to win every game this year you know so i don't know while i say next year's a rebuilding year if we have a hell of a year like we're talking about it might not be a rebuilding year yeah, like, I mean, the recruiting's already been off to, I think we've got, like, even for next year, like, really good, like, one of, probably going to be Pittman's, like, 14th ranked or something, you know, somewhere in the top 15, like, moving up, like, his best recruiting class, our best recruiting class in a while, and that's not just some, you know, used car salesman trying to, you know, get excitement into the program at the last coach or whatever. It is, it is legitimately, like, because, well, we're winning, you can see, see where we're going it's also we had so many bad years people can we've had enough we had a just decade of people talking talking just smack talking shit all over the place how bad we are okay yeah it's not like in in the history of razorback football razorback athletics you know like how many times like like a 10-year span is that, is that this doesn't seem like uh it's gonna happen a lot mm-hmm. it seems an anomaly Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than like a trend like yeah well that's just it for just it for Razorback football like, <laughs> really you know what I mean like yeah. that's just it for never going to compete yes and it's proven right now it's like that's all I mean like a guy like Pittman can come in and find the right or don't make a, two awful hires in a row mm-hmm. let's get somebody competent make the right hire and um, this program will take care of itself like Know what I mean? Like the program, the fan base, the history, everything just just about just about about it. Uh, we'll take care of itself, and we'll get a chance to do this. That's where gotta, it's at. Got to give Pittman kudos to not just how well he's done with his players, right? You don't hear about guys getting in trouble. You don't hear about people out drinking and driving or getting busted down on Dixon all the time. You know, you don't hear about a lot of these issues that you tend to hear about, you know, and, and, and these, uh, heirs and coaches that, that had, you know, so much trouble, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then on top of that, his assistant coaches, his coordinators, they're not going anywhere. They're not trying to leave. They're, they're yeah. They like it where they're at. They like the culture. They they're aiming to build something special. And and when you got everybody on a football team focused towards doing something special, special things start to happen. And that's the thing I think that a lot of people uh, underestimate or overlook about Pittman is he has people who are underdogs who have been underdogs who have something to prove they all have a damn chip on their shoulder the Mm -hmm. university of arkansas has a chip on its shoulder Uh, the students have a chip on their shoulder and he has been able to take that and harness that energy and utilize it in a way we haven't seen since lou holtz honestly 
Yeah. You know? And now Nut was pretty good about getting, you know I mean, especially those first before people really, really dragged down the. But Nut was different, though. Yeah. I mean, he was like a motivator. Yeah. Like, yeah Nut motivated it from nothing. Like, he, like, got <laughs> it from just absolute, yes. like, come in, Danny Ford, nothing there at all. Just made it happen, pulled the motivation out of his ass and just like he didn't have anything that he leaned on I don't feel like Nut did like it that was all Houston and he was damn good at it I mean yeah, just I thinking it. about it fires me up and just thinking <laughs> about his speeches and halftime shows and stuff fires <laughs> me up but with Pittman it's different like he's leveraging that underdog you know he's leveraging that like oh. blue collar, like it really is. He says, mm-hmm. you know, he says all the time, Arkansas is a proud damn state and stuff. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is like he just represents so much and he gets his teams to play like that. We weren't the most talented last year. You want to hear teams play about it? And again, I know I talked about, but they had the college game day, you know, first class crew, whatever they had today before this Pittsburgh, West Virginia. That's the game they talked about the most. Mm-hmm. Just knowing, just talk about, yeah, you know, these guys are like, yeah, Arkansas is going to just. Smack them. It's looking really good. And Pittman's this program is back, but it's just not flashy. Any kind of gimmicks or anything. It's not bullshitting. It's just, you know what I mean? He's he's real. He is. So it's. And the other day, I'm sorry. Real quick, I just want to say this quote he, I saw the other day. He had um, some people bring, was it some people? People bring soda to the party, and some people bring liquor. You know what I mean? Saying, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Saying, what do you want to do? I'm gonna bring the hard stuff. So, I like that about him. This is the same guy that <laughs> sat. On, this is the same guy that sat on the uh, sideline and had a couple beers while he was, yeah. you know, nursing an ACL injury. So, <laughs> you know he, you know he's bringing the liquor. He just can't say it out loud. <laughs> That's what he meant, for sure. Some people have the sweet tea. <laughs> some people have the liquor, like me. That's right. So <laughs> That's sweet tea. Oh. And I like sweet tea, too. No reason you can't bring both, but I know what he means. I don't think anybody's told him about putting the vodka in the sweet tea and making him a uh, John Daly. Boy. That might be the issue. Well, I'll tell you what. John Daly might have told him that. <laughs> you never know what crazy parties these coaches have. Daly's always on the Oh, man. Times. It is. Well, I mean. My hell. video freeze. That's just me. No, you're you're good. Cool. Well, on my side, on my side of this podcast, all I say is <laughs> me just like, just looking at us, just frozen. You're not frozen. No, wow. No, no, you're everything's working perfect on my end. Uh should be should be going through. Oh look, hey, uh you know, I think I probably we had a couple of hiccups, so I'm probably gonna cut those hiccups out for the uh audio uh version of the podcast. Everybody that uh tuned in for the video version or goes back and watches the uh the video version, they will see the uh true uncut uh uh, podcast without any of the hiccups or anything in there, but you know what? 
it happens and we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to keep pushing forward with it i think uh i'm just glad to be back i'm glad to be back i, I yep. think it's you know this is i don't know how many episodes we've done i'm sure i'm just gonna blow myself away whenever i go and i, I punch the numbers in in a second i know it's well over you know hundreds of episodes or whatnot at this point and uh yeah so i just I'm happy that it's back. I'm happy we're doing another year. I'm, 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 I'm happy to be doing it with you, Tim. And I just want to say thank you to everybody out there that is uh, supporting the podcast and, um, you know, watching or uh, listening. There's a reason why for Apple Podcasts are all or five stars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People that come in there have fun listening to our podcast. Find it's insightful, but I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad to be back. I was trying to see what episode did we ever hit a hundred? Is this We're getting there, huh? Um, I think I don't know. Are we? Surely we're past. Oh, this is crazy. Let's see. Oh, well, all right. I guess we'll be, I guess we'll be hitting 100 shortly. Well, we're at 92, so we'll be at 100. A few short podcasts. Well, I really don't. Uh, do you have? Do we have anything else that we need to go over tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, just to wrap it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get. I don't have. Uh, let me. Let me get this lined up. Um, week one picks. We can finish off with that if that sounds good to you. Oh, it sounds good to me. Yeah. And then we got hockey coming up, as always. You know, we'll be uh, talking to y'all about hockey and and supporting the hockey team like we've always done since the beginning of the podcast, even if, you know, they're not necessarily out there retweeting us or retweeting, you know, other podcasts that maybe stole our format and everything like that. You know, but also we'll be be bringing you that. And then we'll be bringing you basketball uh, again this year. And... um, I'm sure we will. Uh, I'm sure we won't make it all the way through baseball season. We never do. We uh, we always uh, have high hopes for it and uh, kind of fizzle out in the summer and have to take a little time for ourselves and our own mental health. But uh, definitely going to be doing the hockey, basketball, and uh, and football, and uh, you know anything else that might come up along the way uh, as we go. You know how we do. You know how we do. All right, Chad. Let's oh. let's get started. Illinois at Indiana. Good Lord, Brett Bellamy's gonna beat Indiana. So, golly, how's he doing? So damn good up there at Illinois. <laughs> well, last year wasn't so great, but yeah, he's always he's got Lunny over there. 
looks like his offense Didn't is much his offense look so much better. Yeah, last year it was odd because they played on week zero last year. They were so bad. Was... Hopefully we get Barry um, back to Arkansas, though. Yeah, you know, you kind of going back to the coordinator thing. Um, yeah, they haven't left. So I feel like, I mean, Odom's had a chance to, I mean, go somewhere. And I don't know if Kendall Browse, but I bet they all show off. And uh, one day they're going to leave. But hopefully that means that we just kicked so much ass that, like, like you know what I mean? Like, you can't pay them as much as Pittman. And they've just been really good. So, Lonnie, I would take Lonnie um, back now that he's had some. Experiences OC. Um, all right. Uh, so you're picking Illinois? Mm-hmm. All right. Me too. TCU at Colorado. I'm going to go with TCU on that one. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll go with TCU too. Um, in North Carolina at Appalachian State. Um, let's go with North Carolina. Okay. I'll go, I'll go App State on that one. That should be a pretty good one. Um, Oregon and Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm embarrassed to say, I don't even know Oregon's coach off the side. Top of my head. I know Christopher left to go to Miami, but I don't even know. I don't know that I know that either. That's <laughs> kind of weird, too, because Oregon's one of those teams you usually, usually know about. Um, all right. So we're definitely both going Georgia there. Um, Utah at Florida. Um, let's go Florida. I'll go Florida. Utah coming down there to the swamp. See how Napier does in his first game, but I'll go I'll go Florida too. Dan Lanning is at Oregon. Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Big article here. Who the hell is Dan Lanning? It's the first thing that pops up. I was about to say, like, that's a great name. 35-year-old is a Georgia defensive coordinator. First, I got gotcha. First-year head coach. All right. Georgia defensive coordinator. That makes... Um, find some closer games. Uh, it's Notre Dame at Alabama. Or, pff, at Alabama. Notre Dame at uh, Ohio State. Um, we're gonna go with uh, Ohio State on that one. Yeah, I gotta go that way too. Um, especially at the uh, big shoe, whatever they call it. Um, let's go. Wait a minute. I thought big shoe. The shoe? What is it? Is it shaped like a shoe? I don't know. The big house? No, that's Michigan's the big house. Michigan's a big house. Yeah. Oh, Alabama and Texas were playing this mess, actually. Um, Memphis at Mississippi State. 
Mm. Let's go with Mississippi State. Let's, I don't think, yeah, it's at Mississippi State. They got all those yeah. cowbells and everything. Else. I don't know how good Memphis is supposed to be. Yeah. Go Memphis as well. Um, what? No. Just keep changing on me. Um, man, it's terrible games. Um, just little random games here. Okay. Here's, here's a couple good ones. Uh, actually, no. This was good. Florida State at LSU. Um, man, what a couple bad programs. Oh, man. At FSU? At LSU. Oh, at LSU. Oh, no, no, no. It's in the, in the Superdome. I mean, it's not in Tiger Stadium, but it's in the Superdome. It's in New Orleans. All right, let's go with the LSU. Let's go with the LSU. Uh, I just want to go with the home team on that one. Yeah, in New Orleans, yeah. Um, I'm just at Georgia Tech. Oh, my God. This is, where is this at? That's terrible. Where the hell is this game at? Mercedes-Benz. So they're playing in Atlanta? Does Georgia Tech doesn't normally play in Atlanta, do they? Um, I'm going Clemson here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Clemson also. Yeah, and that's it. Really not a whole lot of... Uh, only, we only pick difference once. <laughs> not a whole lot of games this week. Not a whole lot of um, you know conference not really starting back up. A team's uh, cupcakes. Well, There's I that. think... I think that was a good uh, a good podcast. I can say uh, Blue Pig Suey. Go Hogs. <laughs>